Your past lives influence and intersect with your current one in five particular ways. In this episode, we're talking about how your past life and past experiences can influence what your current experiences are. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. My name is Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium from SedonaMedium.com. I'm here also with Robert Wooten, who's the certified Reiki master teacher. Hi, Robert. Hello. Glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about past lives and how past lives can influence and intersect with your current life. So what are some of these holdovers, intersections, indicators that we have in current life that really hint to things that have happened in the past? I do want to start off by saying that from a philosophical perspective, I personally believe that time is all happening at one instant in one time. But our experience of things is for things to be linear and to be focused in a microcosmic way. So our interpretation is that there is a past, there is a present, there is a future. But my philosophical understanding is that everything is truly happening at one time. So I want to say that when we talk about past lives, I think a better way to communicate past lives is to really say that there are parallel, simultaneous, and coexisting lives. However, that is not the terminology we use, and it's really not how we experience it intimately. So with that disclaimer in place, we will talk about past lives, okay? So one of the things that I think is interesting is when I started doing readings, past lives didn't come up as much in the beginning. But as I've done readings over the last several years, I noticed that a At times, spirit guides will share information about that person's past lives if they're having trouble moving through a specific lesson that might have united them from a previous life to this one, and they need a little extra context or they need some more information to just encourage them to let's get out of this pattern that you've been in, not just this time, but also because you're healing and working on something from the past. So there's more incentive, more motivation. I've also had the guides shared information which have been relevant to what's going on with that particular person, reminding them of who they are at a core level. So if that person is the artist, if that person is the researcher, it's like reminding them of, hey, you've done this in the past, you have this gift, you have this sensibility, don't forget to really step into that and allow that to shine. One other example is occasionally I'll have the spirit guides in a reading share information about a past life that's relevant to something to do with someone's health and well-being and why they may be expressing something physically that's really a remnant from a previous time and that just that reminder of 
this is the origin of where this happened and it's being played back out in your body seems to help people to resolve it because they're putting that energy back into the time that it belongs and not continuing to play it out just by having that awareness or information. We'll talk about that just a little bit later when we get into the five different ways that your past lives influence your current ones, because this is one of them. So I'm excited to get into this topic today, because when we think about past lives, there are so many lives that we have lived. There's so much information. There's so much detail that's there. And there's a reason that we don't remember or bring in all of those things into our conscious awareness. The primary reason being that if we remember, if we know all of those things, it's really hard for us to react in a fresh way and assess our learning and what we've truly integrated because then we would be working and operating from memory from more of a brain centric place rather than instinctively of what did you really learn what have you integrated from those lives what do you know how has that shifted your consciousness and really changed how you show up in the world so being able to have that blank slate in many ways really helps us (laughs) to get an accurate gauge of where we truly are. And our spirit guides are able to understand that. Plus, if we were stuck in remembering all the different roles that our soul family has played in our lives, and we're seeing all these different layers of who they have been, sometimes positive, sometimes negative influences for us, at least that's how we experience them, then it may be hard for us to stay really current with what they're representing in the moment because we're stuck on a a previous experience. So it's a real benefit and a relief that we don't have to carry all of that knowledge in a conscious way because honestly, I think it would be exhausting. I mean, imagine how much we think about the past now with just an 80-year lifespan, a 90-year lifespan, oh my gosh, add like 12 lives, 20 lives, 50 lives on top of that. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of years of trauma, and it would be a lot of missing those that maybe didn't come into this particular life with you, our soul family that's still incarnated in spirit, or children from another life who are not with you in this particular one, who you know are going to be reunited with you in a future life. I mean, that would be absolutely devastating and very difficult. So there is a reason we don't remember. So when spirit brings up our previous lives in a reading, for example, or you have a meditation or a regression and you experience that past life for yourself, there's always some relevance to what's happening right now. There's never not a connection because the reason you have this information is that it's to help you unblock something in the current. So it's not like a random bingo pick where somebody is pulling out of the spirit bag and just grabbing (laughs) like, okay, B6, everybody, lifetime B6. Let's talk about that. Instead, it's something that has a relevance and a meaning and is to help you. Otherwise, why would we choose to not bring that knowledge into our conscious self? I think that speaks to me a little bit about the difference between the mind and the brain where the brain is the physical organ Mm -hmm. and the chemical processes that create memories that stores the current 
lifetime's memories, this vehicle's memories, you know, in this lifetime, and your brain moves forward with the new memories. Now, there are, of course, instances of people who were born with memories Mm -hmm. intact from previous lives, or they might remember just fragments of something, or they might see a person they know Mm -hmm. and recognize from a previous life. It's, It's quite rare, actually, in most instances, because that is the difference between the mind and the brain. Whereas the brain is the physical organ, the mind is the overarching intelligence that integrates all of the information. Mm -hmm. So I think that you can use your brain to tap into mind power. Yeah, the brain itself is limited to space and time and biological processes and the organization in which it's going to support this particular lifetime. If someone has schizophrenia, for example, in one lifetime, they're not automatically having schizophrenia the next lifetime. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. somehow that brain um, processing and organization is specific to the specific lifetime. People have ADHD. That doesn't mean the next time they're going to have ADHD. Mm -hmm. That's a, an element of how our, our life story is, how we, we play that out and how we experience it. It's not a permanent feature or permanent element of our true essence and what carries over into other lifetimes. So those memories from a previous lifetime may not be pertinent to the lesson you're here to learn this time. So they're excluded. Only when those memories are somehow connected or somehow necessary for you to help help move you along in your growth path, will you begin to reflect back on those other previous memories consciously? We're going to talk about they may influence, they may come in and influence us in certain ways. Let's get started with just the five ways. And this is not, of course, an exhaustive list. <laughs> this is just a good, a good solid general checklist of how your past lives are really intersecting with current ones. So the first one is talents and skills that you develop in one life carry over into your other lives unless you consciously and intentionally do not bring them in for a reason. Okay, so when you do learning or knowledge or advancement, you are always bringing that instinctual part of yourself, part of that learning into your next life. So if you are an herbalist and really understand and knew the natural world, then there's a part of you that remembers Mm -hmm. or has clarity about plant medicine, about plant life. Maybe you express that through gardening this time. Maybe you just find that you intuitively know which tea to use for a specific situation. Maybe you end up becoming another master herbalist again in a a different way, or you use that wisdom, use that knowledge in a different way, or you somehow incorporate herbs towards healing. But somehow that carries over into who you are. If you are an artist and you have done art in the past, then that creative spark lives within you. It doesn't die. It's a part of who you are. It lives within you. And so you bring that artistic sensibility to everything that you do, whether that's you take a traditional career path of being an interior designer or somehow or an organizer and beautifying spaces, or whether you are using it in some sort of non-traditional way, where you just have a truly creative eye, or maybe you just end up doing graphic design. But somehow those carryovers are significant. Now, we know these stories of young people 
who, and I think this is more prevalent, of course, because we have the internet now, young people who come in with this mastery of piano, for example. Someone at a very young age who just instinctively, naturally has an aptitude towards a certain skill, which would be a learned skill, and they just naturally have it. In their past life, they have been a master pianist because we always have to learn. We always have to develop and we're growing. And so once we grow in a certain area, we're not going backwards necessarily. We're growing into new directions, into new things, but we're not like, okay, now let's undo all that knowledge that we did. (laughs) Let's leave all that in the past. So if you have a natural skill and a natural talent and a natural aptitude, it's because you have done something with it, you have learned and you have developed that skill in a previous lifetime. So do you see that also when something just comes naturally easy to you? You sit down perhaps to do math, for instance. Sometimes math is super Mm -hmm. easy for some people or writing becomes natural to some people and they just automatically, even from a young age, Mm -hmm. it just flows out of them. They don't seem to be really challenged like other people. Absolutely, yeah. So let's look at... Number two, one of the ways that your past life can influence your current one is the people that you are attracted to or repelled by. We did a previous podcast about your introduction to soul family, number 27. So if this is a topic that really interests you, I think that if you go back to podcast episode, introduction to soul family, episode number 27, this will add a little extra dimension to what we're going to be talking about. We reincarnate frequently with soul family where we take on different roles to reflect to each other, but we're all working together simultaneously to support one another's growth. And when you are supposed to learn something with someone in this lifetime, there's there's an attraction to that because you're being attracted to that lesson. You're being attracted to that experience, which that person is representing in this lifetime. Or if there is someone that perhaps you've had a very dark, very negative experience with them Mm -hmm. in the past, or you don't need to work with them further, you'll feel a real repulsion and a distaste that comes pretty instinctively. Now, that's different from just empaths who are picking up like, Ooh, funky vibes <laughs> over right. there. Let's let's stay away. This is a much more like a very strong reaction and strong response that feels more personalized that this is about you versus about just a general read on that person. So I want to put that distinction in there when it involves your soul family or involves something that has a past life element it is going to feel much more deeply personal. Right. I want to say that just because you have an attraction to someone does not mean that that is a positive experience that is coming your way. <laughs> it may just be a necessary experience that you have to have that your intuition is guiding you forward and saying, listen, this is the next stop on the growth train here. Let's work on it. So use that discernment just because you feel that connection in that pull and feel like, oh, I think I've had a past life with this person. I feel that real sense of instant familiarity with them. I I just have a strong 
connection that feels deeper than just I met you just this moment before. There's an intimacy that feels very innately there. Just be aware that just because you've had a past life with that person doesn't necessarily indicate how they are going to show up for you in this lifetime, what they are going to be reflecting back to you. I think this happens a lot in romantic relationships when people are dating mm-hmm. and they'll suddenly have this this feeling. Somebody walks in the room and it's like there's music going and <laughs> something playing in the background. It's like, wow, you know, I really, I just have this strong, strong attraction to this person that's not necessarily sexual. It's just I feel drawn to this person. I feel like there's an ease. There's a familiarity. There's a deeper sense of, of connection and a depth to the energy that doesn't really make sense for the context of, I just met this person, I've just seen them. Why do I feel this deep connection? And that intrigues us, that gets us to go further to explore, hey, what's what's this all about? But just because we feel familiar doesn't mean that they are gonna represent the positive experience on the surface. Somehow they're helping us to grow. Somehow they are contracted to work with us in a way that is gonna help us to be our best self and continue to grow and to learn a lesson that we need to learn. But it doesn't always mean it's gonna be a fun one just because they feel familiar. Mm -hmm. But it does mean that it's a necessary part of the growth. So walk into something with the mind and heart open, but presence in how this person is showing up for you in this lifetime right now. Well, in anything, discernment is the key word Mm -hmm. in any given relationship, certainly. Discernment is the best word, but don't let it make you be afraid. Sure. Understand that even if it feels later down the road in, in a challenging way, If it is helping you grow, if it is helping you move forward on your path, it has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to go through that to understand that purpose and to feel that. So if it feels like it's something that's significant and important, you know, you just have to accept that it is part of the journey as well. Yeah, it can just be something that's unresolved from a previous life that needs to still be resolved. So an example might be in this lifetime, you have a relationship with someone uh, that ends up being a marriage. So you, you feel very drawn to this person. You have a marriage relationship with them. In a previous life, what you don't know is that that person really neglected you. They treated you very poorly. They were kind of borderline abusive to you, but you didn't leave. Mm -hmm. You didn't leave that situation. You didn't stand up for yourself. You didn't demonstrate a level of self-love and self-care and self-respect that really the situation demanded. And so what you are doing in this life is you're getting an opportunity where you, okay, now, now we have a more intimate connection because this person is a marriage. So that's always gonna indicate a contract on the soul level. So they're working with you. Contracts are contracts for a reason (laughs) so that you really have to work through that hard stuff. So this becomes a marriage. And then part of the deeper lesson may be for as these similar themes play out once the marriage begins and it kind of re-triggers that past life story um, unconsciously for the two of you that you do something different in this particular time. And once you do, that gives you an opportunity to put a Band-Aid on it to begin to really heal, heal that wound, not just from this time, but from your past lifetime. So that would be an example of, hey, we're 
we're working through this because something is unresolved. And this is going to give me that opportunity to resolve it. In this case, you get to resolve it with that same person, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes you're just resolving it with some another person in your soul family who just indicates right. the same story. It's they, mm-hmm. they hold the same energy. They're going to hold the same place for you. And that's fine. But there are times, like in this example, where you're working directly with that person to really resolve the issue. I think it's important to recognize if you do feel that way and you get some clarity that maybe you have a dream or maybe you have one of your spirit guides tells you this is a person that you are working out something from the past in. It's not about revenge Mm -hmm. or it's not about vindication of something that happened negative to you in the past. It's part of a lesson. Positive growth is never going to come from a negative feeling like revenge or vindication. Mm -hmm. It's going to be what is the lesson? And then you work on what the lesson is, and it's going to move you forward. If you if you get stuck in this idea of like, oh, well, this person was mean to me in a past life, I'm going to get even with them, and I'm going to be mean to them this time, and I'm going to dominate over them. The roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. That's not going to help you. You're going to be stuck in this pattern again and again until you figure out what the lesson is between the two of you, and you work together to get through this lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a realization or awakening that happens within you that goes, wait a minute, I could do something different this time. Right. And it's, of course, about you. It's it's you, what you can control is you. So it's like what what is changing within you in this particular process that allows you to then break free out of something that was previously unresolved and it indicates that you have moved through this process. Let's look at number three. Number three is how you self-identify. This is important in so many ways. If you have been predominantly, so we can embody male, female bodies. Usually the soul will will break that up where you not, it's not a 50-50 thing. Maybe you're a 40-60 sort of split. So 60%, maybe I've been a male many, many lifetimes And I've had enough female lifetimes to create the sense of balance or understanding or relatability to that. But sometimes you may have multiple incarnations that are very strongly linked to one particular sex, for example. So if you had, let's say, 80 or 90% in one type of physical body, then it may feel very jarring, confusing, and dissociating a bit from a body if you are suddenly being incarnated in a female when you've had 80, 90% male bodies. You may not relate to the male body as much. It's not something that you're used to. It doesn't feel like, this doesn't feel like me. I do believe that there are some people who have dissociation with their physical bodies that some of that, not all the time, but that sometimes there are some cases that that is connected to previous lives who are not used to a certain form of expression or physical body. You may have certain cultures that you have a tendency to identify with more as well. If you've had many nature-based type of lifetimes or aboriginal Uh, focus in your lifetimes and then suddenly are thrust into, you know, the big city to New York, you may, you know, show or indicate that really strong connection with 
nature, with nature-based, with um, Native American culture or First Nations culture that may call you more, even though you haven't lived that in this particular lifetime, it's something that you recognize that you remember as true to you in your heart. So you may surround your home with decor that represents that particular culture. I think also, you know, skin tones as well can be related. We usually do a mix of incarnation between uh, multiple different skin skin tones and cultures and experiences because that's what helps us to relate to one another, to learn and to grow in our compassion and, and understanding. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you have had multiple incarnations in a certain culture it may be a bit jarring for you to be in another you may just feel like i just feel like the sore thumb but i'm not sure exactly what all of that is about if it's connected with your self-identification it'll be present from of you know as soon as that person can start to express or you know are exposed to Mm -hmm. something differently you'll you'll notice that essence about them because it's fundamental in some way to who they are Mm -hmm. because it's not something they're taught, they're bringing it in, in this particular lifetime. But I want to be careful and say that not every experience of a trans person, for example, comes from this experience, but it can happen as a result of feeling dissociated from previous times as well. All right, so let's go into number four. Number four of the five ways your past lives can influence your current one, number four is birthmarks or forms of old trauma. So birthmarks, if you have if you were born with a birthmark, oftentimes that birthmark is somehow connected to your physical body from a past life. And often that birthmark is a distortion or some form of physical trauma that the physical body had in a previous lifetime. So that could have been a stab wound, for example, might show up as a birthmark in a certain area. It would be in the same area where the trauma itself actually occurred on the previous body. So why would we bring in these indications of old trauma? On some level, it means that that what's related to that injury has not been resolved mm-hmm. because there's a form of self-identification that when, you're, when your energy came back into a physical body, that it remembered and recreated and re-represented that experience. So it, it's saying to you, this isn't resolved somehow. So in some part of this journey in this lifetime, I'm working on healing and resolving the pain that would be connected, not necessarily physical pain, but just pain that's connected with how I crossed over or the injury that I might have had. If you had an amputation from a previous life, you might have a birthmark in the area where the amputation happened as well. Old trauma can also just show up in areas of weakness in the body. I remember doing a reading for someone where they, without any explanation or any physical reason that the doctors could discern, this person had some pretty consistent issues with weakness and nerve injury on the left leg and left side of their body. Now, I did not know this when I'm doing the reading, but when I was doing the reading, I could see that Spirit was bringing up that they had had a previous life that involved an amputation of that left leg. Mm -hmm. And this person had apparently gone to several doctors and tried to figure out like, 
what is what is wrong? I don't understand. And the doctors could never figure out anything. They did lots of tests, could not understand what was happening to that leg. And so it really made sense to her that she was bringing in some sort of remnant from that previous lifetime where it was just playing out in this seemingly a very unexplained way. And the reason that her spirit guides brought that up was to help her to resolve that physically, to resolve that pain so that she could have the permission to maybe stop unconsciously playing that out through her physical body and move it into a conscious form so that she could intentionally do some healing work around it. Around it, And it was really successful for her just to have that new awareness and begin to transition it from the subconscious role into a conscious form for healing. All right, let's go into our very last one of the five ways your past lives can influence your current one. Number five is phobias or fears. <laughs> okay, So things that have been really traumatic for you that you feel like you have not fully resolved on some level, you may have anxiety, stress, or fear around them that is very innate in this particular life. So if you fell and died in a previous life, you may have nervousness about heights, for example. You may be very nervous about, I I just don't want to wear heels or, (laughs) you know, I don't want to be close to the edge. There's just something that comes up, a subconscious type of anxiety that seems to take over once you get into any type of situation that might mimic or remind you subconsciously of that experience from the past because your warning signs are going, wait a minute, this is looking a little bit like that time where you know you fell off the cliff. (laughs) So let's just be really, really extra careful right here. Also, um, things where people could be afraid of the ocean, for example. Well, maybe you drowned in a shipwreck Mm -hmm. at one point. Maybe you're a Titanic passenger. Maybe you were on a crew that went down with a storm out in the ocean, and so that may bring you more stress. So that subconscious type of memory, that memory that you're carrying in the mind, may be re-triggered when you encounter that thing again. I can tell you from firsthand experience of when I was a little kid, anytime that I would see a movie about a ship sinking, you know, for for instance, if I saw an image of the Titanic sinking, mm-hmm. or there was a another couple of movies in the early 70s called, uh, one was called The Poseidon Adventure about a ship that went down. Yeah. But any image of that just gave me this unbelievable sinking, pardon the pun, feeling of dread, mm-hmm. just complete dread and fear for no reason. You know? Yes. And for a while, it made me somewhat afraid of the water. You know, I was afraid to get in and learn how to swim. I didn't really learn how to swim until I was almost 10 years old, really, to, to be able to be very good at it. And I had just this real fear of that. And I had to really overcome it. And it really wasn't until I learned how to scuba dive in my early 30s, actually, that I was able to completely release that fear. Now, as anybody who knows me knows, I spend a lot of time on boats nowadays. A lot. And it seems to it seems to be that this was a curative for that particular energy lesson for me mm. to now to be spending so much time on boats. And I don't have any fear of it. I can be on a boat anytime. But even still, if I see an image of a boat that's mm-hmm. just turned vertical in the water going down, I just get this real sense of like, ugh, you know, that's really not good. And I can feel what that feels like. I think that I probably have experienced that before. Yeah. 
You did a great job of describing the difference between something that is just kind of a normal survival fear and something that's a past life connection is when you have that reaction within the cells of your body, the very cells of your body respond to mm-hmm. whatever the stimulus happens to be. And it's not just like, oh, my mind's kind of freaked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like every part of me, all there's some alarm that's going off in every cell. When we cross over all pain, all of those things are instantaneously gone. Whenever we come back into a situation, we it re-triggers things that were connected mm-hmm. to that so that we're, you know, this part of learning, right? One thread connects to other threads to connect to other threads. So when you're in this lifetime and something reminds you of that experience and the thread that you have, maybe you had like tons and tons of amazing experiences on the water, on the ocean. And one experience where it was like, we're going down with the ship on this one, guys. You know, that emotional impact is really strong. And so you're going to sense that warning before you sense all the other positive things, because that's just how we're wired is to sense the risk and to feel the risk. So it doesn't mean that that person is carrying necessarily this wounded energy into their afterlife Mm -hmm. or, oh my gosh, this happened and they're, you know, in a terrible shape in the other world. It's just that when we are in similar situations and circumstance where it gets re-triggered as part of our learning process, we're aware of that entire thread of energy. And if that one thread of energy has a lot of emotion connected with it, and it's one that gives comes with a risk and comes with a warning, then we're going, oh, we need to pay extra, extra attention right here. But I just want to create that clarification that doesn't mean that that person's soul is traumatized. Right. It just means that you are aware of hey, there's a warning here and I need to pay extra attention and make a clear decision. So if we have a negative experience and it's it sits with us, we're never going to leave it with that negative experience. Eventually, we're going to continue to present ourselves with opportunities and places where we can gently and gradually heal that experience so that the relationship with the water. So one example might be Maybe a couple of lifetimes later, you are born uh, intentionally near the water so that that way you're on a coastal region. You have to encounter and have some positive experiences by the water and that that helps to begin the healing part of your journey. We always work through those things that we carry in a negative way. Right. Okay, so I hope that this has shed some extra light in how your past lives can influence and connect with how you're showing up in your current life. And if you notice that you have something that feels unresolved from a past life, then continue to just put that intention forward for resolution, for bringing it full circle into a greater sense of healing. And know that every experience that you're having is only helping you to the highest and best be your very best version, develop greater sense of love and compassion. And very often you are presented with an opportunity to act with more self-love than perhaps you were able to before in a previous time. So every experience you're having is truly a blessing for you to support you. It's not to pull you back to the past or to re-traumatize you or to go back through old things. It's only to help you in this moment act in your highest and best alignment. So I want to remind you, if you have an interest in past life work, we have done two episodes that I think will be helpful for you. That's the Soul Family episode, episode number 27, and also True Life, 
Past Life Stories, which is episode 79, which just highlights some pretty fun different experiences and stories about previous life memory that people have had. Okay, thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to reach out, book a session, or if you just have questions, want to learn more about what we do, please visit us at SedonaMedium.com. And also, if you would rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks, everybody. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.